All right. Looks like we are live for Moment of Truth here on a Tuesday evening at uh, whatever time it is, 631. So we're glad that those of you who have uh, tuned in to us uh, uh, have joined. And we've got our auspicious uh, yes here. Uh, you know, Thomas, who keeps us all in line and going. Uh, uh, Pastor Wayne Lott of... Uh, uh, Grant Chapel Baptist Church is here. Uh, Chris Gannon, associate pastor there at uh, First Baptist Troy. Uh, the auspicious Pastor Roy Carpenter of Oenoville Baptist Church. And uh, <laughs> this little old me, Harlan Haynes, pastor at First Baptist Church. Are you Church. saying suspicious or auspicious? I'm wondering well, like, sure. Auspicious, suspicious, either one will work. <laughs> <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> Suspicious. Uh, but hey, guys, good. To, I'm glad you we're, we're all here. Uh, we kind of missed out last week. Some of y'all were gone in that, but we're all here. All the brain trust is here. So this is going to make it easy. Uh, and uh, uh, as we look at our topic for tonight, uh, the one that we have is uh, why are there so many denominations? And I think it's a good, actually, it's a very good question because there are a lot. It does confuse people. And um, as I was looking a little bit of some of the history, I mean, denominations are really a fairly recent phenomenon, if you will. They're only, I mean, 500 years ago up, you really start seeing them. Uh, I think the Catholics probably were the first, you could say, a denomination, possibly the Eastern Orthodox in there. But then Lutheran, the Anabaptists, uh, what do I have here? The Anglicans, Baptists themselves come about in 1608. Um, and, and, you know, Quakers, et cetera, Methodists and all that. And, and people go, well, why isn't there just one in the Bible? There aren't any, you know, denominationals mentioned. And so why are there so many? Uh, and so I'm going to, I've tossed it out to you guys. Take it and run. Don't speak all at once. Uh, Roy, you have that look. You just, just waiting to have that look. You know, I I fought this battle for many years, specifically in small towns like uh, the Church of Christ. Don't want to go over to the Baptist Church. The Baptist Church don't want to go to, the, and then they marry into each other and they go to the Methodist Church. You know, it's just it's all crazy. But there is one thing that we need to clarify here. Are we talking Christian denominations? Because there's a lot of there's there's a lot of cults out there, and, uh, and don't you don't believe me? I won't hold back. I'll call them what they are. So no, I mean Roy, I think that's an excellent. I mean that's yep. an excellent point because a lot of folks, you know, the let's we'll do Christian denominations, but let's touch a little bit on the other two because a lot of these cults claim to be Christian. But they are not. They do not meet the definition of a Christian church because of what they believe and what they teach. But so let's look at right now just kind of the Christian denominations, and then let's move into that. Okay. Well, the reason there's the Baptist churches can't even get along, so I don't know why they call themselves a single denomination. I mean, they they battle among themselves. The, the people out there and. The, in the church battle among themselves, but you know, there's in first Corinthians, the first chapter, the 10th verse, Jesus, I mean, Paul said, now I beseech you brother by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing and that you 
there be no divisions among you that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. That's a great idea. It's a, uh, um, I mean, and you got to think about it. Paul was laid out there. He was, <clears throat> he said, we need to be perfectly joined together. And I believe that. I, I believe that all Christians, in fact, I've heard different pastors on TV and stuff say, just get involved in a Bible-based church. And I, I believe that. I believe that you should be in a Bible-based church. I don't think you want to be up there with a, a pastor that's reading out of some book that he wrote. And uh, it's always kind of worried me sometimes. And But the thing is, I just think that everybody needs to be the same mind and the same judgment because, believe me, when we're standing in that line trying to get through that gate, I don't think you're going to ask me if I'm a Baptist or if I'm Church of Christ or or if I was a Methodist or, or whatever, I think it's, we're going to have to stand alone. And the, the domination is not going to make a whole lot of, a lot of difference. Yeah I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you know, it, it's not a denomination that gets you into heaven. Uh, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, I've even said from the pulpit, uh, there's as many Baptists in hell as there are people from other denominations because they're counting on being Baptist to get them into heaven when it's a relationship that they need with Jesus Christ. So denomination doesn't get one into heaven or any closer to heaven than any other uh, denomination. Uh, it's, it's what we do with Jesus. And, uh, uh, and I think that, uh, you know, as I look at different denominations, uh, for the most part, most, I mean, at least as they started and have gone, and regretfully, so, their denominations are wandering away from the word. Uh, but for the most part, it's, you know, you're saved by Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, you know, he's the only way to heaven. He's born of a virgin. He's coming back, etc. Believing in that, and I think there's some of the ways that church is done is what caused the different denominations that were in there, whether it is more of a liturgical type service and these folks like that are a more free type service and these folks like that. And so I think a lot of the denominations and some of the denominations came about because of false teachings within other denominations. I mean, we look at Luther uh, and starting uh, Lutherism if you will, uh, in the fact that breaking away, you know, uh, and, and uh, saying, hey, this is not right, what's being taught. Here's what Scripture teaches. And so I think a lot of denominations have been started in that way, too. Well, you know, I think, I think like uh, Pastor Rob was saying, uh, so many times people have division among themselves, and then they get upset with each other, and then they'll, they'll part ways. And I think uh, when Paul was talking to Timothy, when he says, uh, uh, it's going to come a time when they're not going to want to endure sound doctrine. And like you just said a while ago, Pastor Haynes, that sometimes uh, people are very away from the Bible, and the Bible is our blueprint. And I was and I was looking at uh, Ephesians, and this kind of piggybacking on what uh, Pastor Roy was saying. I was looking at Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 1. It says, a prisoner for the Lord, uh, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling. You have received, but be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Burn with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as it, just, just as we was called to one hope when you was called. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all, who is over all, and through him we was created in all. But see, we got to understand that, like you said, the foundation is Jesus Christ. If we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we 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 just like running in the wind, you know. And that's the foundation. You get a lot of people that they'll say, "Well, like I was I was listening to a, 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 a I think it was the Oprah Winfrey show or something, and and uh, Oprah said asked the question, "Was there another way to heaven?" And uh, I think it was Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen, he he uh, he said yes. He said yes, it's another way. And I said, no, no, it's not another way. The Bible says there's only one way. And that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, I am the I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to Father except through me. So if you're not teaching Jesus Christ, uh, crucified, like you say, came to a virgin Mary, uh, God's only begotten son, and he died on the cross for you and I, for all our sins, and he's coming back. You, I, if you ain't teaching the cross, I mean, it's in vain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Chris, your mm -hmm. thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think that it's helpful to, you know, we look at a biblical foundation, and yes, the church is one body. As we go through, you know, really in tracking denominations, I think we have to go way back into history, like, you know, a couple of you guys have, have mentioned so far, and what, you know, to an event called the Protestant Reformation, and what led up to that, you know, you had all kinds of issues with the Catholic Church, um, you know, the sale of indulgences, corruption in the leadership, uh, the people did not have access to the scriptures. And so there was a tremendous abuse of power, you know, leading up to the 1500s. And so then you, you know, Martin Luther comes along and, you know, he's this monk and he's been trying to figure out how to get to heaven and he can't figure it out. And so from his study of the book of Romans, he discovers that you are saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. And so, you know, on October 31st in uh, like 1517, you know, he takes his big list of grievances against the, the, the Catholic Church, which Catholic means universal, by the way. You know, now we have the Roman Catholic Church. You know, it's a little different deal. But so he comes against the Catholic Church and he says, hey, here's the problem I've got or the problems. And uh, they said, boy, you shouldn't have done that. And, but it launched this massive reformation where then if i remember correctly and harlan maybe you know one of you guys correct me if i'm missing one but they had three main emphases and it was it was faith alone mm -hmm. grace alone and the scriptures alone and so there was this massive move to preach a gospel of <laughs> salvation by grace through faith alone uh faith in christ for salvation and the desire to try to get the scriptures into the hands of the common man you know william tyndale i think was the guy who first began to copy the scriptures so they could get into people's hands and they they wound up executing him or um but anyway so at that point you know you've got your your baptists and your your presbyterian uh through john calvin you've got lutherans through luther then you've got you know henry the eighth gave us the uh the anglican church because he wasn't getting along with the pope either and so in that that time period you know is where denominations rose out and and they all had some different you know aspects of what they were believing but at least at that point it was faith alone grace alone and the scriptures alone and so that's really the foundation for how we got to so many denominations and uh 
I mean, in my opinion, I, it's not a perfect situation, but it's probably about the best situation that we could have with the, you know, different, you know, agree, disagreements as far as how do you interpret this and how do you, how do you govern your church and, you know, what's the meaning of baptism and the Lord's Supper and, and so it's, you know, one day there won't be any denominations, but for now we've got them. And if we can get along within those as best we can, then that's probably, in my opinion, about the best we could hope for. Yeah, and I think, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. The governing, I think that's one of the big parts of the denominations is depending, you know, how is it governed? You know, as Baptists, uh, you know, we are a democracy. I mean, every member has a vote. And so they vote and, and, you know, the Southern Baptist Convention, the church tells the Southern Baptist Convention how it does Baptists, if you will. Uh, but in other denominations, it's from the top down how they do. And then you've got all sorts of different in between uh, of what they believe uh, and and uh, how they and just how they do church. And I think that's a lot of the times of what what the difference is. And, you know, I told somebody one time, I said that, you know, really denominations are just different part of the same body. They just do things a little differently at times. Uh, There's some that are a whole lot freer than our denomination is. There's some that are a whole lot more liturgical you know, than that. And it's kind of how you reach. But as long as you're preaching Jesus, you know, crucified, rose from the dead, coming again, he's the only way to heaven. There is no other way. There is no other book other than the Bible. There, uh, you know, there is not somebody that stands with Jesus at, in heaven telling you whether you're going to get in or not get in. Then, you know, you're doing you're doing fairly well. But also in in look at what does Scripture say? Who is to, who is to be lead churches? Who is to do this and and staying with all of that? I think that deals within all of the denominational things. And everybody's nodding. Okay, well, the topic's over. Congratulations, we're done. <laughs> we explained it. Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> well, yeah, some, some denominations, you know, that uh, they're Christian-based, but they've come up with this idea that they can work for salvation, that they can, that they can earn their salvation. And uh, I have a problem with that, and uh, I, I have no... Uh, I'm not outspoken or anything, but I have no qualms about telling them where they're wrong. But uh, <laughs> uh, the thing is, is they come up with this idea, you know, that the baptism is a part of salvation. You know, baptism to me is just an outward show that you are, have accepted Christ. And mm-hmm. so there's some churches that want you to do that. And there's some of these cults that they've come by the house here and my wife's running them all off now. I can't even get them to come by so I can talk to them. But uh, I tried to tell her, I said, you know, we shouldn't bring those people off. We should be witnessing to them. But <clears throat> she has this thing about, it. she gets really upset. And, uh, but they asked the craziest question. They, you know, why does God let us suffer? And there's, there's churches that say, well, you, you know, uh, I think you brought up one down in Houston that doesn't think you're going to suffer. He thinks it's all about the money and feeling good. And, <clears throat> The, uh, the thing is, is Jesus suffered on a cross, people, and we're going to suffer too. But some of these denominations, they just, they don't believe, they believe in prosperity and they believe in John, or what is it? Uh, John 10, 10, life more abundantly. They mean that 
bank account's going to get bigger. You know, he came to give us life and life more abundantly. So that means my bank account is going to be bigger and bigger as long as I stay in church. And that's not going to happen, people. And there are a lot of denominations that believe that. And so you're right. You're right. They're misguided. And so I don't know what to say about that. They still claim to be Christian, Christian based. So. Yeah, I, and, you know, I think a lot of them, Roy, I think a lot of denominations, they started Christian base, but regretfully Satan and the world moved in and they've moved away from that Christian base. They've moved away from the foundation they should be on. And you're right with the suffering. People go, well, you know, I go, every one of the apostles suffered. All of them except for John were martyred and John was yeah. thrown on an island in prison, right. you know, uh, and, and all the early church fathers, they suffered. Why do we think we're better than Christ that we don't have to suffer? You know, and in fact, I believe Christ tells us if we are truly following him, we're going to be persecuted. And I, my book, right. persecution means suffering you right. know, in that. But uh, uh, but you're right. You know, you've got these. I think they started a lot of them started well, but they're they're not. They have just moved away. And that's why you, you've got to be careful. And, and I mean, and it's within even within our uh, Baptist denomination, churches moved. Some churches move away and don't, they don't follow. Uh, and, you know, and folks will, and one thing people don't realize when we talk about denominations, somebody say, well, are you a Baptist? I'm like, well, yeah. And they lump Baptists together. There's something like 27 different Baptist denominations, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Southern Baptist isn't the only one. There's a lot of, and they have all little different things, some of them. Uh, my favorite one, uh, in case anybody needs it for trivial pursuit, is the triple triple dunker Baptist. I love the triple dunker Baptist. You're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Man, you get it three times right there. <laughs> triple dunker. Uh, you know, so you know you've got all these sorts of different. And I think Roy, you're right. A lot of them based, but they've moved away, man. Mm -hmm. So here's a here's a thought that I've had as I'm listening to you fellas talk about, you know, some of the, the negatives of denominations. So something we can discuss a little bit is the good and the bad of denominational loyalty, because, you know, what you'll see is, you know, there may be some really good people. You know, I think they love the Lord, but they're in a denomination that in many ways has has left the scriptures. And mm -hmm. on the flip side of that, you know, loyalty to. A, uh, to a denomination that is, you know, seeking to honor the Lord and, and obey the word could be a really good thing. So, so what about the, the plus and the minus of denominational loyalty? When does it, when is it good? When does it become a hindrance? What do you guys think? Well, it's good when we all get together and uh, we have the same thoughts, same, like we were kind of like on here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> we don't have a Mormon in this group. So if we have it's good that we're all Baptist in one spot here, but uh, uh, I think it it helps in fellowship, and I'm not talking about in fellowship of mission work, just like our Bell Baptist Association. We we uh, we support an association, and uh, we're not very good at it out at Oweenaville, but the idea is is for to be an outreach program and mission program, and so. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's some benefits to being loyal to your to your faith. Well, your and I think, yeah, and I think in the loyalty, I mean, it's good as long as that denomination or that church, let's just put it church, is is loyal to the word of God. 
in teaching the word of God, I think there's that loyalty there that you won't stick with it. But uh, for me, you know, somebody I, I, I tell people, somebody said, well, I, I know they're not right. I know what they're doing and teaching in right. But man, that's what I've been all my life. That's what my mama was. My grandma was, you know, great grandma was. So that's it. And I'll just there. I don't have to believe it. I'm just going and I'm going, no, you're putting what they're teaching above what the word of God teaches. You need to go to where the word of God is, is taught mm -hmm. and if you're giving to that church or that denomination, you are supporting that false teaching that that is being taught and and uh, possibly being taught in their seminaries uh, or wherever. And, and so you're supporting that. So I think that the loyalty shouldn't be to a denomination. The loyalty should not be to a church. The loyalty should be to the word of God. Uh, and it being taught correctly. That's where the loyalty is, you know. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm part of a church in which they quit doing that, now I'm the pastor, so, you know, if I quit doing it, I'm expecting somebody in First Baptist Church, Troy, and I think I know a couple of guys who would catch me by the back of my neck and heft me out the front door uh, because the Word of God's not being taught. If I'm in a church that isn't teaching the Word of God correctly, I need to get out of there. I need to get to one who does because sooner or later that impacts me and my thoughts. Or if I have children, my children and their thoughts and grandchildren and their thoughts. And so to me, the loyalty lies to the word of God. I, I am a Christian who is a Baptist. I am not a Baptist who is a Christian. There's a difference, I think, in that. Well, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I think I think I think it it, it boils down uh, if like you said if you're not Bible teaching and that's why I come I encourage uh, members to bring a Bible or to God done bless us in so many ways He gave us technology we can look at our phones and me myself I don't went back to the old ways I print out uh, scriptures of the Bible and uh, I hand them out to the congregation and say this is what I'm. This is what I'm going to be talking about today, and and I ask God to help me dissect His Word, and uh, uh, like uh, you were saying earlier about uh, we're going to suffer. Yes, yes, we're going to suffer. Jesus promised us that. He said, "I promise you, in this life you will have trial and tribulation." He said, "But be ye of good cheer," and that's where relationship come in. And and, and uh, uh, so many people think when they become a Christian, they think that okay. I'm on a easy road now, really, but that's when everything break loose, you know, because it seems like you you uh, sometimes people think when they struggle, they think God don't love them, but that's not true, you know, and even in the denomination, you might have some people say, well, you know what, I'm going over here to this church, and I'm going to see what, it, what they're about, I'm going to go over here and see what they're about, but the thing of it is, they hadn't prayed not one time before they even take a step to go anywhere. And, you know, and, and if the person don't have a prayer life, that's a dangerous thing in itself, you know. Or maybe they they haven't been taught how to pray, you know. And I think that's what we need to get back to is uh, uh, even like like you were saying earlier, like denominations. Uh, everybody does it different, but I, I ask God to show me, you know, show me uh, the arrow of my ways, help me to be able to speak to His people, you know. And and that's all. That's all, that's the blueprint I had to go by. 
Yeah, I, I man, I agree. I agree so much. And, you know, I think that uh, too many people, and this kind of off a little bit there, but too many people are going to churches, seeing what that church can offer them. And I tell people so all the time, that's the wrong way to do it. You go to a church, number one, praying. And Wayne, I love what you said in the Bible. The, part of the reason we've got problems within churches and denominations, people aren't studying the Bible. They're depending upon whoever's at the pulpit to tell them what it means. And then that person can take it. Not everybody stands behind the pulpit is called by God. A lot of them are called by themselves. Uh, and I believe Satan puts some folks behind pulpits in order to ruin churches. These people aren't saved. And people may be surprised by that, but not everybody who's a preacher is actually a saved person. I think that there can be sometimes when the trumpet sounds that uh, and people go up, there's going to be preachers walking into their churches ready to preach a sermon uh because they weren't saved and i think that the people need to know the bible so that when something's being taught they'll say that's true or that's not true whatever it is and and you know go from there but uh the other thing is when you join it go to a church ask what can i do for this church not what can this church do for me and uh, if you'll do do that and find a place that you can do in you're going to be blessed by what happens there. Right. What, I, I see Roy's uh, wheels. <clears throat> I was just thinking about an old friend of mine from way back. Uh, he lives down in Houston now. He was a uh, he was a missionary in South America, and he had done some work over in Africa years ago. And he was telling me he came back to the States, and uh, he, came, he got called to this little church, and he was up there one day preaching, and he was preaching. I, he didn't tell me what the sermon was, but he was preaching the sermon. And he all of a sudden, right in the middle of the sermon, he realized, I'm not saved. And mm. he said it was such a, an awakening because he had been working so long in his life thinking that he was doing God's work. And he said, I realized I had, did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ of my own. I had just been talking for all these years mm. and so what you were saying about preachers being not saved it happens and i, I happen to know one and he's a, he's a super super nice guy and uh, but he knew right then that he that he hadn't been saved wow and i think that and i think we need to be careful uh, i had a lady in the previous church uh if as long as the preacher said jesus somewhere in the sermon she thought he was the greatest guy in the world and and one of the guys she was listening to was not a great guy I mean, he was part of a cult, but he uh, would mention uh, a cult type thing. And he would mention Jesus. And boy, she just thought this guy just hung the moon. I'm going, no, this is the. But he says, Jesus, I'm going, it don't matter you know, on that. Uh, but I think, you know, as uh, and so, you know, really, folks, when it comes to denomination, just folks that may be watching us, it, it's it's what's being taught. Is it good? That's right. Is it right. That's the That's right. thing. Now, okay, they may do their church a little differently and the liturgy and standing up and sitting down and all sorts of things there. But what is coming out? Is it God's word? Is it being mm -hmm. taught right? Are they following God's word? That's the other mm -hmm. thing. If God's word said this is a sin, are they allowing it in their church? If God's word says this is okay, are they making sure it's in the church, you know, in that? And, and we need to be checking that. And that's something that we as pastors, I know, have to constantly watch in our lives to make sure we're doing what God calls us to do. 
Right. It's, it's just like uh, uh, Pastor Robert saying earlier about the guy that he, the, the lady that she was saying that uh, about the preacher. And I have a similar little parable about that with uh, this. He was a, a driver instructor, and he taught for over forty years. And he he taught a lot of kids how to drive. He he was a good instructor. One day he got pulled over by the police, and they said license and registration, please. And he didn't have a license. Now he was the instructor, <laughs> but he didn't have a license. Mm -hmm. Now he had been going all his life, had never been stopped, but he'd been teaching people. And he didn't have a license. And that brings it home to we have to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And God anoints and appoints. You know, not man. Because I realize when God puts you in position, you're in position. And if, if, if when we learn how to get in God's word, ask, first of all, we got to ask God for understanding. Ask him for understanding. And I might not read fast like you read. I might, I might not do this like you do this. But at the same time, Long Paul said, all things get a good understanding. So when you get in God's word, you ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And that's why I come. I love this. I love that old uh, hymn that says, "While I'm on my mission, Lord, would you guide me? Teach me how to watch, fight, and pray." Mm -hmm. Really, we have to be on guard because uh, Jesus told Peter, "I'm praying for you because the devil desires to shift you like wheat." And the enemy is busy, and he, and he after the he after the heads of the church. So we have to be about our father's business. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Thomas, I think we are probably at our time, are we not? We are. We are. Well, guys, I had fun with this, and uh, yeah. If you catch us on this, uh, just know that it's about seven o'clock. Uh, and we're so if you catch it after seven, you know this has been recorded. Uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to email us and let us know. We'd be happy to uh, uh, reply to it uh, and uh, maybe uh, talk about it some more. Uh, but uh, I know it's, this has been fun. And I do know this, and I do want to say these guys up here. Uh, uh, with uh, Oenaville, with Grant Chapel, uh, and hopefully here at First Baptist Troy, we love God's Word. We try to teach God's Word. We try to live God's Word. We want to encourage our folks to do that. Uh, I know that uh, both Wayne and Roy uh, and Chris, uh, that uh, they take seriously that one day we will give an accounting to God himself on what we've done and how we've led his sheep as the undership of the church. And so uh, I, I know that if you get in one of their churches, you're going to hear God's word. And you're going to be blessed and you're going to be encouraged to live God's word also in that. So uh, uh, so be, if you don't have a church, be in, be in one of those churches. If you're not in uh, the Troy Temple area, Oenaville area, then uh, go find a church that stands on God's word. Uh, and it doesn't have to be just because that's what your mom and daddy always did in the denomination doesn't mean that that's the one you need to get. go find a good church that is doing missions. It's doing God's work. It preaches God's word. And uh, you can't go wrong if you do that, no matter where it is or what it is on that. So, uh, guys, I think we should get out of here. And uh, Chris, why don't you close us out in prayer, if you would? Sure. Our Father and our God, we give you our praise this evening. 
Lord, we praise you for your wisdom and for your power and goodness. And Lord, we, uh, we are thankful that you've given us your word because at the end of it all, uh, Lord, that's our North Star and it guides us. And if we will read it and believe it and do what it says, we're going to be okay. Father, thank you for these men, uh, the fellowship we have. Uh, Lord, the, uh, the way we, we grow together as we have these uh, times when we talk back and forth about things, learn from one another. I, I appreciate them so much. Thanks, God, for people who've listened this evening and those who will you know, hear this in the days to come. We pray it be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, guys. We'll see you later, Kathy. I'll be in the living room in a little bit. <laughs>